You are listening to Learn Out Loud's Intro to Poetry podcast. Designed with the novice in mind, this carefully selected series of poems will expose the listener to a broad range of poetic eras and styles. From Shakespeare and Byron to Eliot and Frost, this podcast is a great starting point for anyone interested in learning more about poetry. For a full listing of all of our educational podcasts, please visit our website at www.learnoutloud.com podcast. Thank you for listening. The Destruction of Sennacherib by Lord Byron, published in 1815, from Famous Poems Explained by Waitman Barb. Perhaps no other poem of Lord Byron's is so popular with readers as this splendid oriental picture of the siege of Jerusalem and the destruction of the hosts of the Assyrian king. Sennacherib was in some respects the most interesting of the Assyrian monarchs and a typical representative of oriental haughtiness, violence, and power. He was king of Assyria for 24 years from B.C. 705 to 681. At the time of the event described in the poem, Hezekiah was king of Judah and had as his temporary ally the king of Egypt. Sennacherib, after defeating the Egyptian force before Ekron, took the city, put to death the priests and chief men, hung up their bodies on stakes all around the city, and turned his attention to Jerusalem. In one of the royal inscriptions in Nineveh discovered among the ruins of the palace, the great king Sennacherib gives his account of his expedition against Hezekiah. I took forty-six of his strong fenced cities, and of the smaller towns which were scattered about, and plundered a countless number. And from these places I captured and carried off as spoils two hundred thousand hundred and fifty people, old and young, male and female, together with horses and mares, asses and camels, oxen and sheep, a countless multitude. And Hezekiah himself I shut up in Jerusalem, his capital city, like a bird in a cage, building towers around the city to hem him in, and raising banks of earth against the gates, so as to prevent his escape. He then tells how Hezekiah, after giving up the treasures of the temple and the palace, came to the conclusion that further resistance would be in vain, and offered to surrender. Here Sennacherib's account ends, but we know from the scriptures and from Egyptian history that there is more to be told. Sennacherib demanded unconditional surrender of Jerusalem, and sent three officers to make the demand. While they were negotiating and boasting outside the city walls, Hezekiah received a message from God through Isaiah, according to the biblical account, that he would put his hook in Sennacherib's nose, and his bridle in his lips, and turn him back by the way by which he came. He shall not come into the city, nor shoot an arrow there. The campaign now took a new turn. What happened that night, probably due to a plague resulting from utter neglect of sanitation, is told in Second Kings in these words. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians an hundred fourscore and five thousand, and when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed, and went and returned and dwelt at Nineveh. There is no more dramatic record in ancient history than this. These historical facts will assist the understanding, but the imagination must be used to call up the scenes so vividly portrayed in the poem. Every line should be carefully studied. Notice the contrast, as set forth in the second stanza, between the state of the Assyrian army before and after the pestilence swept over it. The Destruction of Sennacherib by Lord Byron The Assyrian came down like the wolf on the fold, and his cohorts were gleaming in purple and gold and the sheen of their spears was like stars on the sea, when the blue wave rolls nightly on deep Galilee. Like the leaves of the forest when summer is green, 
that host with their banners at sunset were seen, like the leaves of the forest when autumn hath blown, that host on the morrow lay withered and strown. For the angel of death spread his wings on the blast, and breathed in the face of the foe as he passed, and the eyes of the sleepers waxed deadly and chill, and their hearts but once heaved and forever grew still. And there lay the steed with his nostrils all wide, but through it there rolled not the breath of his pride, and the foam of his gasping lay white on the turf, and cold as the spray of the rock-beating surf. And there lay the rider distorted and pale, with the dew on his brow and the rust on his mail, and the tents were all silent, the banners alone, the lances unlifted, the trumpet unblown. And the widows of Asher were loud in their wail, and the idols are broke in the temple of Baal, and the might of the Gentile, unsmote by the sword, hath melted like snow in the glance of the Lord.